Welcome to Business Buzz with your host, Frank Hellring. Do you own a small business or does that small business own you? Are you seeking increased sales, more loyal customers, lower operation costs, and brand loyalty? If you're interested in elevating your brand and expanding your reach, then Business Buzz will put it all together for you with expert guests, resources that make sense, and your opportunity to be heard. Get ready to call in with your questions and comments at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Business Buzz is out to put the buzz back into your business. Here's your host, Frank Hellring. Hey, can you hear the buzz? Welcome, wherever you may be. You have found Business Buzz. I'm your host, Frank Hellring, and we're coming to you live, prime time, on the Voice America Business Network channel. And Business Buzz is brought to you today by On Fire Processing, where there is no burn, just earn. You know, Voice America just did an amazing thing. My anchor sponsor, On Fire Processing, just got expanded to two additional networks on the Voice America platform, as well as... Jeff Spinard and Ryan Treasure's joint show, Finding Your Frequency, now on Fire Processing is up on that premier show on Voice America as an advertiser. So shout out to Voice America and everyone there. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for moving my anchor sponsor to have greater exposure on Voice America. And let me tell you something, along with those lines, Believability factor went up on how On Fire can help you. So you need to pick up that phone and dial 833-866-3473. That is 833-866-3473. Because I'll tell you, On Fire can blacken your bottom line. To get in touch with Business Buzz, you dial us toll free at 877-3-N-O-W-B-U-Z or simply go to my show host webpage, which is business buzz, spell B-I-Z-Z-N-E-S-S-B-U-Z-Z.com. And if you want to be a guest on the show, you just simply want to leave a comment. That's the place to go. Well, let me tell you something. Shout out to my other advertiser, Latip. Dot com, L-E-T-I-P dot com. If you're a business out there and you need more new business, if you need referrals, if you need to be the most important person in the meeting when you step into those breakfast or lunch meetings, you need to get with L-E-T-I-P dot com today because they are the number one B2B, 4,500 small businesses strong in America, 220 chapters and growing like a weed in the northeast part of this country right now. Get with them today so they can show you how to make your business special. Well, I'll tell you, I am joined today by my co-host, Natasha Friedman. Natasha and I have done several shows together, but I asked her to do me a personal favor and interview me personally so you out there, my listening audience, can learn a little bit more about me. But Natasha, who's a co-host of TV Free Baltimore, and she's been in TV radio for over 10 years discussing sports and entertainment, finance, and politics. Natasha has broadcasted nationwide and worldwide. And if you don't even understand why that American flag is behind her in the photo that's on the show host description, you're about to find out. Natasha Friedman, thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you so much, Frank. It's always a pleasure. Natasha, this is really, I don't know, get nervous time a little bit, you know? 
<laughs> it's it's one thing to be a radio show host. It's another thing to kind of, you know, pull the veil back and let my audience know who I really am. That is correct. So we're doing something a little bit different today. We're going to be interviewing Frank so that his viewers know a little bit more about him, which I think is awesome. So the first question that I say to Frank is, tell your audience this meeting about is your being recorded before you became Business Buzz. Well, I'll tell you, Natasha, it's no secret in many circles that I was born in the nation's capital uh, in 1952. I'm part of the, one of the biggest generations, the baby boomers, right? The baby boomers, which make up about seven out of 10 business owners out there and a large segment of my listening audience. And, you know, I had a normal childhood to raise. My father was USDA for 33 years, worked out of the two biggest buildings in D.C., the U.S. Department of Agriculture. And uh, I was raised uh, in about, uh, you know, 1962, uh, we had a great president in John Fitzgerald Kennedy. And then one year later in 1963, we didn't. And I stood on Constitution Avenue and watched that beer go by to the cadence of drums. I rode into the back of Fort Myer on the day after his funeral. And believe me, the 40,000 people are out there the previous day. There were only 10 meandering around the next day because guys in the ground back to business as usual, right, in Washington. So I'm so thankful that I was born in the East Coast and my father passed away in 1967 uh, at the age of 15. And my mother didn't have too much left on the East Coast as far as relatives. So she moved us bag and baggage to California. And I completed my high school education out there at Royal High School in El Monte, California. Jumped into college for two years, blew out of there in my sophomore year because I found out I had a little bit more of an independent thinking mind, right? And my first job, I answered a blind ad, if you can believe that, Natasha. I answered a blind ad, ended up with Scott and Fester Company out of Cleveland, Ohio, makers of the Kirby vacuum cleaner. It took me 33 demonstrations to sell my first dirt sucker. And then after that, I became a field manager, field trainer. I ended up an area distributor, having two offices in Orange County running cola vans all over selling vacuum cleaners. And then when the direct sales changed the game and the remorse law went from three days to 10 days, I had to jump out of that industry. And I jumped in where my brother was, was the insurance game, went to work for Occidental. Occidental led to me jumping out of that industry because I couldn't work for an agency format. Founded my own agency in 1977, served there till 90, excuse me, 1989. And then during that time, I met my first wife, had two beautiful sons, Ryan and Jason. And in 1989, my first wife contracted breast cancer. So I had to shut down my operations, move in back into the house, let go of all my agents and become a servant husband for 22 months. When she passed away in 1991, I just couldn't bring myself to bring that agency back up. So I started doing some philanthropic work, ended up becoming an adult singles minister for a Baptist church in Mission Viejo, where I met my present wife. Now I will be celebrating our anniversary of 29 years this coming July. And out of that led to me being a pastor of a missions uh, church in San Clemente for two years. Then back surgery knocked me out of that. Then I accepted a position with World Vision, everybody knows that term, and served as executive director in Orange County for four years, back during the Clinton administration where they were doing the Tanner and Tefra uh, welfare reform moves, and I tried to get the church to get involved in the safety net. After four years, we threw our towel in there, and then I became involved in the equities industry, and that's really where I began to become an advocate in the small business community because we struck a relationship 
with the NFIB, National Federation of Independent Businesses. I became a consultant to that large organization of 660,000 members at that time. I used to go back for the midterms in Washington, D.C. I went to the presidential elections. I worked with the JDs. I worked with the lobbyists. And I worked with the vice president of benefits, bringing boutique platforms to that wonderful membership. Unfortunately, today, that 660,000 has now gone to 300,000. Uh, that's how much of a drop-off we've had since 2008. And I'll tell you something, Natasha, that's where I really got my passion for being an advocate of small business because I was in and around it. I was actually on the deal team to try to bring the United States Hispanic Chamber of Commerce in relationship with the NFIB. And unfortunately, NFIB wanted an umbrella, USHCC wanted a bridge, so that one kind of fell apart. I've always been passionate about the small business community. I don't think that's ever going to go away. And that pretty much is a round robin to bring me up to today. So, Frank, let me just expand on that. So what is your experience with small businesses and why are you so passionate about talking about the subject? Well, for one, I own one, Natasha. Okay. And what is your small business? Uh, it's Allura Metastetics in Yorba Linda, California. My wife and I put that business together in 2013. She left a career of 27 years as a clinical nurse, and we put that package together. And uh, we have survived the pandemic. Okay. So I think what's interesting is, is that I know what it is to turn the key in the door. I know what it is to make payroll. I know what it is to shop insurance. I know what it is to hire and fire employees. And let me tell you something. I know what it is to get through COVID-19. So I would say I'm a little bit uniquely qualified to be a talk show host. Now, Frank, how long have you lived in California? And what would you say are the differences between living there, let's say, 20 years ago and living in California today? Natasha, I've been in California really since 1971. Uh, I was enamored when I listened to Beach Boys right on the East Coast, you know, help me, Rhonda, you know, good vibrations. I had images, you know, just like, you know, I got to paint an image on the radio, right? It's not TV, of swaying palm trees and bathing beauties, you know, and, and beautiful ocean uh, sunsets. And of course, California was that. Uh, it still is to some degree, but let me tell you something, the infrastructure, the attitude, the way things are being done right now in this state, particularly in the small business community, is so far removed from what I experienced when I first landed here. It's just frightening what's happening to California. Now, Frank, would you say that's because of Governor Gavin Newsom? Largely, absolutely, positively because of and Governor Newsom. Well, I was going to say, and your state is now having a revolt. They actually want to recall the governor and... What do you think about that? What is your opinion on that? Well, I happen to have signed that petition, so I'm absolutely in favor of, of it. I, I think, you know, what we're dealing with here, Natasha, we're dealing with a power grab, okay, in California. Uh, if I take you to Northern California, it's largely Democrat. I'm in Orange County, and Orange County was largely Republican. Now, let me tell you something, that really has changed dramatically over the years, and California has become, unfortunately, a blue state. Now, I'll be honest with you. When I was in California in October of 2020, I was in Los Angeles. I was in San Diego. There was a lot of people that actually talked about President Trump and how they supported him. They supported what he did for small businesses. There are reports now that are saying that President Trump might have actually won the state of California in the 2020 presidential election. What do you think about that? Well, what I think about that is that really the last Republican president that ruled California was Richard Milhouse Nixon, wasn't he? Okay. Right, Everything's correct. gone downhill from there. 
Uh, I think, you know, Reagan, having been the governor of the state of California, also was a big piece for the Republican Party. So I think Donald Trump uh, did a magnificent job when he came through California. As a matter of fact, uh, the last uh, swing he did through California, I was aware of because I actually covered a portion of that event. So I, I think what we have going here is the fact that, you know, Everything that's being done right now in this country, in my opinion, is antithetical to small business, okay? Diametrically opposed to small business. As a matter of fact, I'm going to be doing a show on our current president's impending tax plan uh, upcoming, and I'm going to have an estate tax attorney on there. I'm going to have a tax partner from a well-known and publicly traded tax firm. We're going to get to the bottom line of what is going on in Washington, because let me tell you something, California, if you segmented it out and looked at it as a country, we're the fourth largest economy, or we at least used to be, okay, as a nation in this world, we are not today. Now, I know for a fact your state is just coming out of the pandemic. I think your state is going to stop the mass mandates. Um, I know a lot of states, the northern states, such as Maryland, New York, New Jersey, they're stopping that as well. What do you think about that? You know, you guys were in lockdown a lot longer than some of these other states. What do you think about that? Well, I think it's interesting that California and New York are the last two, right? Okay. I also think it's very interesting that I didn't have a very enthusiastic governor up and coming to June 15th. I think I had a governor that was out there paying people to get vaccinated, which I thought was very interesting. And also the rumor mill now is saying that he's actually thinking about having a vaccination tracking of people who have the vaccination and do not have the vaccination and let it slip in the same well, what does that area? do for the people of California? And how can the people of California come back and rebuild after their businesses have been closed for two years? Well, let's look at it from this aspect. You know, and I've talked about this a lot on the show, Natasha. Three watchwords in my show are unity, relationship, and the law of reciprocity, right? But beyond that, I've also talked about recover, rejuvenate, and return. Recover means they had to do a lot of retooling, right? lot of hard thinking to bring their businesses to some type of fluidity during the pandemic. The second thing was rejuvenate. They need to start thinking outside the box, look back and not even see the box. And that's a large piece of the virtuality piece that I'm really beginning to push out on the show of businesses getting their own radio platform. And then last but not least is the return to profitability. Right now we've got restaurants that are coming up out of the ashes, right? Like Phoenix's, but right now they're experiencing things in California, like how do we get the confidence level back to the consumer to actually get them in, back in the restaurant, right? That's gonna be a tall order. And let me tell you something, 3PP loans only go so far. EIDL loans only go so far. Businesses have to return to profitability and that's gonna be a tall order, Natasha. And do you think the people of California they want a Republican governor. They want a different person. They want somebody that actually cares about them and not about what's in their pockets. Interesting. You said different person because we, I know we, Caitlin Jenner's we, out there. we certainly have that, that <laughs> candidate, you know, in the ranks. I, I would say this. I didn't like it when Governor Newsom came out and made the statement, I've got more money than anybody else. Try to unseat me. To me, that's arrogant. That's ego speaking. And let me tell you something, if there's anything that needs to happen right now is that Republicans need to muster, they need to unify, and they need to get out there and start beating the bushes, particularly in the youth of California, because it's the youth that are the future of California, if not this nation. So you talked about your background, you talked about your marriage. Tell us another thing that the audience does not know about you. Well, Another hidden secret. Well, believe it or not, I was a background actor in a movie called Ride the Thunder. 
And oh, uh, wow. I was actually, yeah, I was in five scenes. That movie actually went across the country and kind of died in Houston, but it was focused on the truth of Vietnam. And of course, I come from the Vietnam era, right? I missed Vietnam by three votes, believe it or not, three votes, okay? As I always look at it, you know, numbers is what they call it. I say votes, okay? Because I think we got voted into Vietnam uh, largely politically, but I ended up becoming an emissary to the United States of the Third Republic of Vietnam, which is a government bona fide, much like the Venezuelan government that's a provisional government now here in the United States with Maduro. Quan Minh Dao has been premier and now president of that 31-year standing government here in California with the only active military base, believe it or not, Natasha, outside the confines of Vietnam. And I represented his interest to the United States government and businesses at large as what the Third Republic stood for and was, you know, moving as far as a mission of retaking Vietnam. Now, Frank, we only have a minute left before we get into the second half. I know you're very much involved in stem cells and stem cell therapy. Can you elaborate a little bit on that? On yeah, let's do that. In the I got to have my advertisers pay for the show. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Hey, listen, we're going to take a quick break here. You're listening to Business Buzz with Frank Hellring live on the Voice America Business Network, brought to you now by millionairemindset.life forward slash debt to wealth. Boy, that's a lot to get out of my mouth. I don't know how I do it, but you need to go to my show host webpage and click on the banner ad because if you're in debt right now, anything for your mortgage all the way down to your credit card bills, you need to get with that company because they got a proprietary software package that shows you step by step, minute by minute, how to get out of debt in a shorter period of time. Well, let me tell you something. We have been just absolutely mixing it up about my life and about your life. And Natasha is going to keep it moving forward when we come back from the break in two and two. We're going to bring back more buzz for your business. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you tired of being overcharged by your credit card processing company? Not sure what you're even being charged for? Well, at On Fire Processing, we are here to serve you and help you possibly save money and increase your business revenue, keeping you in the black. We are your one-stop shop for merchant services worldwide. Our motto is no burn, just earn. Please call us at 833, the letter U, on fire. That's 833-866-3473. At LaTip, in everything we do, we believe in the importance of small business success. And we believe in helping small businesses reach their growth goals. The way we help small businesses is by building relationships, training on how to expand those relationships into closable leads, and providing technology to efficiently interact within those relationships. We just happen to run business networking meetings. Want to come to one? This is the power of LaTip. Visit LaTip.com for more information. That's L-E-T-I-P.com. We're always looking for guests, resources, and business promotion. Would you like to be a guest on the show? Do you have a resource that can help small businesses increase sales, lower costs, and amplify brand loyalty? Do you have a business that needs to elevate your brand and expand your reach? 
If any of these sound like a fit for you, you need to partner with us. Call us at 877-3-NOW-BUZZ. That's 877-366-9289. And discover how Business Buzz and Business Watch can take your message and company further. Again, give us a call at 877-3-NOW-BUZZ. 877-366-9289. Business Watch is your outreach to feel the pulse and increase the buzz in your business community. Invite Frank to be a speaker at your next event. We can create a live promotional video with you at your next event to brand your brand. Visit businessbuzz.com. Having Frank come speak at your event can motivate your team and your customers, which means he can also motivate the growth of your business. It's time to take it to the next level. Visit businessbuzz.com and watch things grow. You're listening to Business Buzz with your host, Frank Hellring. To reach the live show, please call 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. Or send Frank an email at info at businessbuzz.com. That's info at B-I-Z-Z-N-E-S-S buzz.com. Now, back to Business Buzz. Hey, we're back live. Business Buzz, Frank Howard, your host, and I'm joined today by, oh my goodness, my great co-host, politically centric Natasha Friedman, and she's talking to you about my life. You got the floor, Natasha. So the last question before uh, we went into break was about your experience with stem cells and stem cell therapy. So can you elaborate that for the audience about how stem cells have have helped you, especially during uh, COVID-19? Well, as you know, I'm a supporter of a small business. There's a little outfit called LifeWave down in San Diego. Been in business for 15 years. And believe it or not, I was actually covering an event. And one of the producers notices I was hobbling because I have scoliosis, right? And let me tell you something. You can't stand in one place with scoliosis. You could lock up, right? So she came to me and she says, I got this little patch. Uh, I'm going to hand it to you. Go home and put it on called Ice Wave. And that patch within 24 hours took my pain threshold from about 100 down to 10. Then I said, what more have you got in that little you know, master box of yours? And so she put the X39 patch on my back, and that is the stem cell regeneration patch. And let me tell you something. It has done wonders, not just for me, but for a heck of a lot of people that I've exposed this to. This is absolutely amazing technology, and I think it really needs to get out there more so because you've got a company that's doubled and tripled in sales during the pandemic, and that should tell you something, Natasha. And they also said that stem cells do prevent against COVID-19. There were reports that even when President Donald Trump got COVID, that he used stem cells to help get his body back because people were surprised that he was up and running in three days. And I'm sure that they used some type of stem cell therapy when he was at Walter Reed Medical Center. Uh, Do you agree with that? Well, without uh, obviously President Trump is no longer in that position. But if you'll go back in the archives in a YouTube video, you will see where he mentioned light wave therapy. Okay, and that's what this stem cell does. You put this patch on your back and you have light in your body. And when it hits that technology, it reflects it back into the body and stimulates your stem cells, which is your DNA, your RNA, and more importantly, your immune system, right? Regeneration, because your stem cells go right to the heart of the problem in your body and fix it. I don't know about you, but you can't put a price tag on your health. Well, I was going to say a lot of people are, you know, they, they're very... I'm skeptical about taking the vaccine. So doing the stem cell therapy, these patches 
can actually help because they're therapeutics. And people that don't want to take the vaccine, they can use these stem cells as a preventative. Well, doesn't it speak volumes right now? You know, I've been keeping a tab on the vaccine, you know, percentage of Americans that have actually been vaccinated. And it's what is like less than 50%, you know, and now they seem to have a campaign on to get these kids vaccinated, right? Before we return them to school. You know, what's interesting is if you take a look at the death rate in youth, it's not anywhere close, you know, to being a pandemic. So why is there such a move, you know, to get a needle in the arm of, of my grandchildren? That does not excite me, Natasha. Yeah, I was going to say a lot of it has to do with the teachers unions. They say the teachers unions are controlling the CDC. And what's interesting is that majority of teachers have been vaccinated. So why are the teachers nervous that they're going to get COVID-19 from the students when they're vaccinated? And it shows when you are vaccinated, you are 99%. It's a preventative against COVID-19. Even if you get one shot from Pfizer and Moderna, just one shot, it, it prevents it 79 to 85%. So again, it's the teachers unions that are controlling uh, the schools. So now we're going to shift into why you got into radio. So Frank, how did you become involved in radio and business buzz? And what was your inspiration? Well, actually, I was in radio on a different network, uh, Natasha. I think a large part of, of you know, my being a preacher of the gospel, right, uh, and, and being involved with World Vision, where I do a lot of public appearances uh, I, I did National Day of Prayer in front of the Hall of Administration for four straight years in the County of Orange and actually during the ba- bankruptcy. So I think a lot of that really prepared me for radio. But I got involved with another network and became co-host on his premier show, which was a two-hour show that aired every Saturday. And I did that for about six months. And believe it or not, the CEO, Jeff Spinard, shout out, Jeff, shout out, Ryan Treasure, shout out, Robert Cialino, shout out, Jeff Gershow, my Voice America team. Jeff picked up the phone and called me and said, Frank, I'd like to do a show on small business. I think you're the man. Uh, we did some audience monitoring when you were a co-host on the other network, and it was very good numbers, and we think it's about time for you to spread your wings. Uh, so basically, last, uh, I think it was, let's see, we got premiered in August. So about June, we started in the formation of this show, and I went through six weeks of what I now term to be the gauntlet, okay, where Voice America took me through a process to hone me, shape me, and when I hit the air, I hit the ground running. So all the fine points and the imperfections kind of got, like, you know, grinded away before I got there. And let me tell you something, if you want to get – with a radio network and get your message out. I don't know anyone better qualified because you don't just get involved with something where you're by yourself. You are with a team and a masterful team that's been out there for 21 years. So Frank, can you expand a little bit on the history of your Voice America? How long has it been operating? How long has Jeff Spinard been involved and um, Ryan? And tell us more about the team. Voice America has been in business for 21 years. And let me tell you something, they're a pioneer in the industry, and, and they get con- confused with a little outfit called Voice of America. Uh-uh. Voice of America is government-funded, and if you take a look at that platform, it doesn't hold a candle to Voice America. And now Jeff, I think, is sitting in an optimum position because virtual communication is the cat's meow right now with the pandemic, right? He's already positioned, and his IP radio live talk show host network is heard all over the world. On your smartphone, on your iPad, if you have a car that's centric, all you have to simply do is download the Voice America app, and you can hear my show on your car radio. It doesn't get any better than that. And what's really wonderful is right now they are re 
reforming, revetting the entire network. And when it comes back up, you're not even going to recognize it because they're getting heavily into IPTV. So eventually we will be simulcast and not just on Zoom, Natasha. Exciting days ahead. So what other shows does Your Voice America have on, on their production team? There are five networks on Voice America. And, you know, I, I'm so privileged and honored that Jeff asked me to be one of the host advisory uh, members of the host advisory board, which will be upcoming once the network comes back up. I will be representing, along with four of my other comrades, hosts, the focus of getting suitability, measurability, scalability, and most importantly, convergence of shows where hosts are, will be interviewing other hosts on these shows, which will hopefully create audience convergence and absolutely blow this network up. So, Frank, how long have you done Business Buzz? And you have interviewed so many interesting people. What would you say is your best interview that you've done so far? Well, it's amazing. If you take a look at my show roster, Far and above, my first show, which premiered on the 5th of August, tops the charts, which was the American Restaurant Crisis. And if you go back and listen to that show, I had Steve Zalesi, who's the head of the Food and Beverage Association of what is I consider to be the most embattled restaurant community in America, where they've lost about, you know, a good 60% of their restaurant community over the last two or three years. It wasn't just in the pandemic. It was before the pandemic. And I think that people are beginning to realize that restaurants are part of your community. And as part of the community, if they go down, as far as I'm concerned, you're ripping red, white, and blue out of the flag of America. Because I happen to enjoy going out to a family restaurant, sitting down, being catered to, being recognized, and being honored by a business who appreciates my business. I don't get that in a Taco Bell or a Carl's Jr. And let me tell you something. You, I'm sure, would never have a wedding or a prom or something like that in a venue like that, right? You want to go where there's memories. And I think we're getting away from having memory imprints. That's well, scary. Frank, you know, well, Frank, you know what's so sad is a lot of celebrities or a lot of people that lived in California for 20, 30 years are now moving to Texas, moving to Arizona, moving to Florida. What do you say about that? Like a guy like Elon Musk who moves his whole entire production to Texas. You got Ben Shapiro. He moved his whole entire production to Nashville, Tennessee. What do you think about that? Well, it wasn't Moses leading them out of the promised land, right? Okay. <laughs> well, I think, I think Moses led Ben Shapiro out of the uh, promised land. <laughs> right. But, but it is an exodus that's happening in California. You have small businesses leaving in droves out of California because we're the, one of the highest tax states like New York. As a matter of fact, I don't know whether you have some pull, uh, Natasha. I know you went to the border, right? And actually yeah. met, you know, with some of the border police and the ICE uh, personnel. And things yeah, like they that. say it's a crisis down there. Yeah, I mean, they have never seen such an influx of immigrants. This is more than when Obama was the president. And when Trump was the president, you know, he kept the border in check. And right now, um, Governor of uh, the state of Texas, Greg Abbott, he's actually summoned, he's called President Trump to come down and help him with the crisis on the border because it's so bad down there. And President Trump will be going down June 30th to deal with what's going on. And, and President Trump actually said before Biden took over, he said to Border Patrol and ICE agents, you know, please remember what I did. Please keep to the policies that I put in place because it actually 
helped the illegal immigration process. We have the USMCA, we have such wonderful things, and he really kept um, the, the, the border uh, secure so we don't have all these illegal immigrants coming in and stealing jobs from you, the American worker. Yeah, you know, and, and Texas is a big piece of America, uh, Natasha. You know, and it's what it's the largest uh, segment of our border. Yeah, they're trying to right? change it blue. They want to turn it blue by having all these illegals in in the state of Texas. Exactly. You know, the other aspect of my life, my wife and I formed a prayer ministry in 2013, which met in Allure Met Aesthetics, and we've had it, uh, you know, very very robust. And we actually have a prayer warrior in Texas. Her name is Cindy. Shout out to Cindy. And she's been praying for Texas ever since the pandemic happened. And kind of a little bit of a, a you know, speak that we have when we, when we meet for prayer is I ask her, where's that 1824 flag, you know, that flew over the Alamo? <laughs> you know, uh, let's start putting that out in the state of Texas. And along those lines, Natasha, you went to Texas, right? You interfaced, right? I don't whether you met Governor Abbott well, no, I did not, unfortunately, but I, I did meet some Border Patrol agents and ICE agents, um, obviously due to, um, uh, uh, what do I say, uh, privacy of the conversation, I can't reveal everything that we discussed, um, but, you know, they were really upset about what was going, you know, what's, they were really worried about what was going to happen with the new administration, because they knew that under Trump, and they know under Trump, that things were more secure and much better. And they want that wall to be finished. The money was appropriate before Trump left to build the wall. I think they actually started to agree. I think, I think the pressure was put on the Biden administration to actually start continuing to build part of the wall. And, you know, our, our you know, quote unquote, lovely Vice President Kamala Harris, she has been pressured to go down to the border. They put her in charge. Frank, has, have you seen Kamala Harris down at the border? Have you seen her? No, but I've seen a vice president that laughs and then says she hasn't been to Europe yet. I mean, right. come on. What is what is that got no, to do? No, she went to Guatemala. She went to Guatemala. Yeah, what does that have to do with a crisis, you know, in America? They don't want to admit it. They don't want to admit that there's a crisis. The press secretary, Jen Psaki, she covers for Joe Biden. They don't want to admit that there's a problem. But there is a huge problem. And they even reported on Fox News, which kind of, you know, did a, a 360 when, when Trump left and now they're kind of trying to come back and be conservative again. They finally admitted there is a crisis on the border. The Biden administration needs to acknowledge it and needs to do something about it. And they're not doing anything about it. And that's why President Trump has to come back. You know, he has to come in and save the day because Biden's not doing anything about it. If you have any influence politically in that state, I would love to have you put this bug in the ear of Governor Abbott. OK, because if you take a look at the presidential oath, which I highly value. OK, and I witnessed a lot of presidents take that oath, having been born in D.C. It says, well, to the best of my ability, key word, ability, preserve, protect and defend the Constitution of the United States. If you take a look at the synonyms and the antonyms of that word ability, if you look at antonyms, it describes the current health condition of our current president. As far as I'm concerned, somebody better start standing up on the floor of the Congress and saying that's not being fulfilled. Well, I think Governor Abbott is up for re-election right now. So, of course, the people of Texas are going to try to, or I, I was going to say the Biden administration is going to try to do everything to get him out. But I know that the people in Texas have had enough of what's going on, and we need a strong governor 
to secure that border. We need a strong governor who will be for the people. And, and Governor Greg Abbott, Governor Ron DeSantis in Florida, uh, Governor Christy Noem in South Dakota, they're all for the people. And that's what we need to remember. Um, and, a, a couple other questions, Frank. So what do you see in your future for Business Buzz and for uh, your Voice America? Well, Business Buzz was formed as an advocacy platform, Natasha. I'm not here to make fran fans for Frank Elring. I'm here to help small business come up out of this ashes and be the phoenix that it needs to be because small business is the backbone of this country. We represent 50% of the GNP, 85% of the hiring. And let me tell you something, if we go down, America goes down, you know. And along these lines, I know President Trump believes in small business. I know Governor Abbott believes in small business. And I'm hearing through the grapevine that they are much more amenable to being on podcast type of shows and shows like mine to get their message out. So if you have any kind of influence with Governor Abbott, you tell him for me, I would love to have him as a guest on my show because a lot of my California businesses are ending up in his state. And I would love to hear some of the copy uh, that's happening as Californians become Texans. Yeah, and President Trump needs a more conservative platform too. He was suspended from Twitter. He was suspended from Facebook. And um, just for the record, the Ayatollah Khomeini, he's still uh, on Twitter. So is Congresswoman Ilhan Omar after she said that Israel and America are terrorist organizations. They still have Twitter accounts, but the President of the United States, President Trump, his uh, account was suspended while he was the president on Twitter. Well, here's the beauty of IP Protocol Radio as we move to a break here, Natasha. We haven't got the FCC looking over my shoulder when I'm on the air. I don't allow derogatory remarks. I don't allow cursing or anything like that. But let me tell you something. This ain't fake news. So if you're a small business out there and you want to get your message out, not have somebody looking over your shoulder with a sensor pencil, this is exactly where you need to be. Hey, we're going to take a quick break here again. You're listening to Business Buzz with Frank Hellring, live on Voice America Business Network with my co-host, Natasha Friedman. And we're now brought to you by Business Group Resources. Listen, if you're a small business out there and you paid taxes over the last three years and you don't know about the R&D tax credit, you need to pick up the phone right now and dial 877-857-6875. That's 877-857-6875 because they can show you how to legally get back three years of taxes paid to the IRS along with 6% compounded tax-free interest and they're doing it at a pace of over a million dollars a week right now. That's a lot of tips that you're leaving on the table of the IRS that they're not entitled to. Well, let me tell you something. We're very, very excited about having you with us today, talking about my life, having my co-host, Natasha Friedman, who does all my political-centric shows with me. We are having a great time talking about you, the small business. And we're going to be back in two and two with more small business buzz for your business. Are you tired of being overcharged by your credit card processing company? Not sure what you're even being charged for? Well, at OnFire Processing, we are here to serve you and help you possibly save money and increase your business revenue, keeping you in the black. We are your one-stop shop for merchant services worldwide. Our motto is no burn, just earn. Please call us at 833-THE-LETTER-U-ON-FIRE. That's 833-866-3473. 
At LaTip, in everything we do, we believe in the importance of small business success. And we believe in helping small businesses reach their growth goals. The way we help small businesses is by building relationships, training on how to expand those relationships into closable leads, and providing technology to efficiently interact within those relationships. We just happen to run business networking meetings. Want to come to one? This is the power of LaTip. Visit LaTip.com for more information. That's L-E-T-I-P.com. We're always looking for guests, resources, and business promotion. Would you like to be a guest on the show? Do you have a resource that can help small businesses increase sales, lower costs, and amplify brand loyalty? Do you have a business that needs to elevate your brand and expand your reach? If any of these sound like a fit for you, you need to partner with us. Call us at 877-3-NOW-BUZZ. That's 877-366-9289. And discover how Business Buzz and Business Watch can take your message and company further. Again, give us a call at 877-3-NOW-BUZZ. 877-366-9289. Business Watch is your outreach to feel the pulse and increase the buzz in your business community. Invite Frank to be a speaker at your next event. We can create a live promotional video with you at your next event to brand your brand. Visit businessbuzz.com. Having Frank come speak at your event can motivate your team and your customers, which means he can also motivate the growth of your business. It's time to take it to the next level. Visit businessbuzz.com and watch things grow. PPP, COVID-19, SBA, is there a way? It's time for Business Watch, where your voice matters. Call into the show at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or drop us an email at info at businessbuzz.com. That's info at B-I-Z-Z-N-E-S-S buzz.com. We know you've got something to say. Now, here's Frank Hellring, Business Watch, where your voice matters. Hey, we're back. I'm your host, Frank Kelly. Now on Business Watch. This is the segment of the show where we open up the phone lines in Phoenix and allow you, the listener out there, to call in and mix it up with me and my fabulous co-host, Natasha Friedman. So you need to pick up that phone right now and dial 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. And you can get on live on Business Watch right now. Well, let me tell you, Natasha, this has been an amazing, amazing show. This is the time where you and I are sitting basically across a conference table from each other. So let's really take it to the end about what you want to talk about. So Frank, you were in DC in October. Can you tell the audience your experience? Shock. When you and I did that show, the state of small business in America from your studio Uh, I took it upon myself to go down to the White House to see what I used to see when I used to bike across the Lincoln Memorial Bridge up Pennsylvania Avenue as a kid, many times, right, with my friends. What I beheld, I I, I couldn't believe my eyeballs. I beheld a 10-foot high fence, black, with 
signs on there. If I had my grandchildren with me and I wanted to visit Washington, D.C. and expose them to where grandpa was born and raised, I would turn their heads away because I saw every exploitative cuss word in the world hanging on that wall, along with people walking around with T-shirts, sweatshirts that said F Trump and absolutely proselyting everybody that walked by to become members of BLM and Antifa. And I'll tell you the sad thing. There was a guy across the way with a Trump flag about 20 feet up in the air with a telescoping, uh, you know, wand. And when I walked up to him and talked to him, he couldn't speak very good English, Natasha. He was from Thailand. He still had a green card, but he was out there supporting Trump. And there was a police cruiser behind him protecting him from these people coming across the street and probably beating him up. But he was sitting there supporting the president of the United States. Let me tell you something, Natasha. That's what's wrong with America. We have laid it down. We've become complacent. We have become basically un-American. Would you say, Frank, that that's based on the leadership, the Democratic mayors, the Democratic governors, what they've done to their people, to their constituents? They're not really supporting the people that live in the states or that live in the district. They close their small businesses down. They have depressed the people. They have hurt their city. Their, their cities are more crime ridden. What say you about that? Well, another thing I witnessed, you know, right across the street is the Episcopal Church where the president goes and has services before he goes to the Capitol to take the oath of office. Do you know what it said on the marquee? Black Lives Matter. Let me tell you something. I'm not just faulting political. I'm faulting religious institutions in this country that have basically fallen prey to a socialist agenda that is now turning around and trying to change the framework of America and we take it to the governors, you know, we have a governor out there that heads up all the governors, right? Let me tell you something. Small business is tired of hearing echoes from that department across this country. We want to hear truth, facts, and reality. And we want to hear a concerted focus on bringing a plan together to help small businesses. That's the reason why I have SaveSmallBusinessCoalition.org as part of my realm. And my mission right now is to take them not to 28 states, which is where they are right now, with over 200 chambers, but more importantly, in all 50 states being represented, and hopefully one of these days, getting on an airplane and getting before a Senate subfinance committee or a congressional committee so they can hear a good cross-section of America representing small business. And shout out to Senator Rand Paul, who had the guts to go to Kentucky and interview small businesses and talk about what the pandemic has done to small business. Senator Rand, I would love to get you on my show because you got a heart for small business. And if you take control in 2022, I'm willing to bet you, you'll be a big influence of getting us in front of that committee. Well, Frank, let me ask your perspective on something because, you know, churches and synagogues and mosques, they were closed down during the, during the pandemic. Would you consider a church and a synagogue a small business too that has been closed down? The only difference between a church and a religious organization or even World Vision, which was a, you know, para-church organization, is they've got the word nonprofit in front of their name, Natasha, okay? They still have to turn on the lights. They still have to pay employees. They still have to buy insurances. What's the difference, you know? And have them shut down 
They're a major influencer in the community. I mean, think of all the wonderful things and the interface that occur. You can't imagine the interface that occurs between churches and religious institutions. If you didn't have them, you couldn't have a government, civil or otherwise, in this country survive. And I just want to say for the record that there are still synagogues and churches closed down in D.C., and they don't know when they're going to open up. They're doing virtual services. But of course, that hurts the congregation, that hurts the membership, that hurts the donations, the sponsorships. When you have a virtual service and you can't pray amongst the people, is very, very, very sad. And it's very sad that the mayor of D.C. still has not reopened the churches and the synagogues because we, we people that want to pray, they want to be amongst the people and pray. It's not the same when you pray at home than when you go to a religious institution. Do you agree with me on that, Frank? Well, I can say this to you. President Andrew Jackson says this book, sir, is the one what our republic stands, okay? See, what we've forgotten is our history, and unfortunately, we're not teaching history, you know, to our kids. I asked my grandkids the other day about the Vietnam War. They didn't know what I was talking about. So, obviously, what we have is a situation where everything's being kind of, you know, basically swept underneath the rug as far as our history, and the only thing that uh, these people want known is what present tense is. Well, let me tell you something. Uh, The Bible says today is the day of salvation. Let me tell you something. The enemy operates big time in that category. So that's the reason why you see so much media buffoonery going on in this country to try and change the mindset of America. God helped this country, Natasha. It's true. I mean, we're working on, we can, you know, go into the education a little bit um, about this push for critical race theory. Thank God to some of the governors out there that have banned critical race theory, such as Governor Abbott, such as Governor Ron DeSantis, such as Governor uh, Henry McMasters in South Carolina. And it's very, very bad because, like you said, it's influencing the, the children in a very bad way. The, clo- the schools have been closed for a year and a half now. They're doing virtual learning. The kids are actually failing because of virtual learning, because they need to have that interaction with the teacher. They need to have the interaction with the students. But if the teachers do not teach the history as it was or as it was written, if they put their political bias in the, in the classroom, there's no pre- repercussions for that. That's a problem. What, do you, what say you? And I'm glad that the parents are actually fighting back uh, against the school board. Natasha, it's a proven fact, especially in California, that virtual you know, Zoom classroom does not work. And the reason being is because you don't have that touch factor with the children, you know, and kids left to their own merits. I remember when I was, you know, seven, eight years old, you know, believe me, you had to ride herd on me, you know. I had to be home at a certain time for for dinner. If I wasn't there at 6.05, I didn't eat. So I think a lot of the reinforcement, and that's the key word, reinforcement that the school districts used to reinforce what the parents were teaching at home is gone by the wayside. And now you've got a very confused kid that comes out of the high school arena, then gets in the midst of socialist professors in our university system. And when they come out the other side of that tunnel, God help us, they become the BLMs, the Antifas, and the incredible, uh, you know, socialist Democrats that we're electing to political office today. Well, I say that education starts at home and hopefully the parents are able to educate their child on, again, the history as it was written, the Declaration of Independence, uh, the Constitution. That is what's lacking um, in the schools today because, again, the, the teachers and the superintendents and the principals are putting out their own political bias. And I, I, I'm glad that, again, that the parents are coming out. I think that if 
the parents don't do anything, then the critical race theory is just going to continue. Their kids are going to be brainwashed. I would hope that as a parent, you would want your, your child to learn properly and, and to learn the history as it was and as it was written. And if I was a parent and I heard a principal say this or, or a vice principal say that, I would demand right away that that, that person be fired and that I would pull that, my child out of school and put them into an institution that I know is going to teach them the facts. And one day you are going to become a mother and do exactly that, Natasha. I know that's your heart throb. Any guys out there whatnot that want to look at a foxy babe, you need oh, to stop. Right. I'll, I'll tell you something. Oh she's, a, she's, a, she's a looker, okay? Oh, my God. Stop. Thank Natasha, you. <laughs> Natasha, let's talk a little bit about where I want to take this show. Um, Business Buzz, Business Watch was really crafted to eventually franchise. I would love to see a Business Buzz, Business Watch Canada, Business Buzz, Business Watch Mexico. All we need is a show host, a sponsor, and we're up. Small business is a universal global issue. If it's happening here in America, it's happening in Australia. It's happening in the Philippines. It's happening in India. God forbid. In India, with everything that's going on with the pandemic over there, I agree. small business Yeah, needs and I'm going to put this on the small business owners. So if you're a small business and you're suffering or you're just trying to, you know, build back, what's the best way then to advertise with somebody Frank Howering that supports small businesses. So if you are a small business owner and you want to build your business back, I would recommend you contact Frank Howering, Business Buzz, Your Voice America, and have your um, business be shown, have him advertise it for you. And, you know, and I, I know that it will help your business. Word of mouth is the best way to rebuild. Yeah. And the beauty of this is, is that that playback of this show, which this show will be up within about four hours, right? After my master team over there edits the copy. But the bottom line is that becomes part of your park marketing. You can put that up on your website. You can shoot it out. You're on your social media. It becomes part of your business platform. So if you are a small business out there and you want to get your own identity, on Voice America, you need to get with me because I'm right next to the CEO of Voice America and he is very enthusiastic right now of bringing up, believe it or not, Natasha, a Chamber of Commerce network strictly geared to Voice America. Can you imagine what we can do with that? I think that'd be amazing. I think that'd be fabulous. I just want to do a quick shout out to a small business that does advertise uh, a brand new business um, in Dundalk, which is in uh, close to Baltimore County, Maryland. It's called Phase Four Liquors, F-A-Z-E, the number four liquors. My friend Tim Fazenbaker is the small business owner. It's at 1619 Merritt Boulevard in Dundalk, Maryland. Don't forget that this Sunday is Happy Father's Day. We say Happy Father's Day. We do not say Happy Sperm Donor Day. It is Happy Father's Day. So don't forget to get a nice Father's Day gift, some liquor for your father, your grandfather, your uncle, anyone that that birthed that that birthed you, that 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 brought you to life. But please say Happy Father's Day. Go to Phase Four Liquors at sixteen nineteen Merritt Boulevard, Dundalk, Maryland. Go see Tim Fazenbaker, the owner. Please say Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to you, Frank Hellring. I don't want. Anybody, and I'm saying this to the press secretary, Jen Psaki, to say anything about happy birthing people or happy birther day or happy sperm donor day. It is happy Father's Day. It is not misogynistic to say happy Father's Day. It was, you can say happy Mother's Day. It is disgusting that they're changing again the, the pronouns, the way we say uh, happy grandfather's day, happy Mother's Day, Merry Christmas. It's, it's disgusting that the Democrats, the socialists, the communists, are, are changing everything. And then again, has to go to education. You bet. Natasha, thank you so much for spending time with me today. 
and helping me to get my story out. Unfortunately, we're moving to the end of the show, so we got to break away. But let me tell you something. You and I have some very exciting days ahead of us because we're going to do a lot of show copy today. Thank you for tuning in to Business Buzz today. If you'd like to be a guest or you have a business that needs to elevate your brand and expand your reach, you can reach us toll-free at 877-3-NOWBUZ or simply go to my show host webpage, which is businessbuzz, B-I-Z-Z-N-E-S-S-B-U-Z-Z.com and get in touch with us today. Well, my show upcoming, not next week, but on the 30th, I'm going to have Paul Albert Anka on the show with me. Let me tell you something. If you're a lady out there, he's a heartthrob in your baby boomer history because he sung a show called Diana, Lonely Boy, Put Your Head on My Shoulder, and You're Having My Baby. He actually wrote the theme for the Tonight Show for Johnny Carson. He did some Frank Sinatra signature songs, even Michael Jackson. So let me tell you something. It's going to be a great show on the 30th. So mark your calendar to meet Paul Anka. The buzz factor of your business is what we seek to increase. Tune in next week as we bring more guests and resources to make your business buzz. Thanks for tuning in Business Watch and Business Buzz with Frank Hellring. We'll be back next Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We hope to have you join us again next time for some more terrific ways to revitalize your small business.